Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 33 of the Grumpy Girlfriend podcast with me, your host and certified life coach, Katrin Bernd. A while ago, when I was thinking about my own grumpy journey, something hit me. I realized that a common source for grumpiness was when I would ask my boyfriend for help with something. And since I don't think any of us are alone in our struggles, I think some of you will be able to relate to this issue that I'm going to talk about today and benefit from exploring it a little bit together. This is a concept or a thought that I recently thought of and came up with and I want to share it with you guys, but it's not completely, I guess, the concepts and the tools and the idea is not fully developed in my brain just yet. Um, So if it seems a little bit, I don't know, fluffy and abstract today, bear with me. I still think that we can get something out of having this conversation today. So perhaps you've experienced asking your partner for help with something and they either don't do it fast enough they don't do it correctly, or they don't do it with the right attitude. Or perhaps they did do it, but only because you asked them to, which is a problem as well. As I thought about my own thought process when asking my boyfriend for help, I started wondering, why do we ask for help with things to begin with? I think the reason we ask for help, whether it's conscious or subconscious, is going to make a huge difference in how we react and respond to the help that we either get or don't get. So one of the most basic and obvious reasons to ask for help is that you can't do something yourself for whatever reason. Either you can't do it within a specific time frame, you don't have the skills or the experience to do it correctly, or perhaps you can't physically do it because you're needed elsewhere at that time. Or maybe you just don't want to do it. Basic, simple, obvious reasons. This might be the reason that most of us think that we ask our partners for help. And if that's true for you, well, perhaps you won't relate to the following reasons we will discuss. But my guess is that at least once, you've pretended to need help with something in order to achieve something quite different. My most common grumpiness issue with asking for help was that my boyfriend wouldn't help me fast enough. I had this belief that when I ask for help with something, he should basically drop everything and come help me right away. Why? Well, because the only reason I want help is for it to be done faster, not because I wasn't capable of doing it myself. So if it still wasn't done by the time I finished the chores that I was doing, I would just do the thing that I asked him to do as well. And That in and of itself isn't necessarily a problem, but I decided to do it angrily and grumpily and resentfully. If it was actually true that I needed help doing that chore, then it shouldn't have mattered how quickly the dishwasher was filled, for example, while I was doing other things. As long as it was done at some point, that should be good enough, right? 
he would help me and everything would be fine. But since I only ask for help for it to be done quicker and he chose not to drop everything and come help me right away, that just fueled my kind of stinky belief that he never helps or I have to do it all myself or whatever else I was telling myself at the time. So this is what we can call the second reason why we ask our partners for help. Because in the end, all we do is collect more evidence for the things that we suspect to be true. Or the beliefs that we have about our partners and how and when they help us with things. Deep down, I know that my boyfriend doesn't drop what he's doing to help me out as soon as I ask for it. Yet, I kept asking for help while I was cleaning the apartment and... He was busy doing other things, and once I had finished and he hadn't done his part yet, I would use that as an excuse to get upset about it, and then angrily or resentfully do the thing myself. And then he would get upset, because I was upset with him when he was totally planning on doing it as soon as he finished whatever he was doing. Like, just imagine being on the receiving end of that. It's like, hey, can you hand me that thing? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go hand you the thing. And then you run over there and grab it before me. And then you get mad at me for not handing it to you fast enough. It's kind of ridiculous. And perhaps you can relate to this. Do you ever ask your partner for help with things with an underlying manual, a rule book for how they should help us, either time-wise, how they're supposed to do it, with what attitude they should be doing it, or maybe even you shouldn't even have to ask. They should just do it without you having to ask. This is a very sneaky source of grumpiness because we feel so entitled to get pissed off about it. We can turn literally any form of lack of help into an issue that our partners are doing wrong. And sure, sometimes we might want to, depending on the situation. But you guys know by now that I only approve of grumpiness when it's consciously chosen. Not when it happens to you without your active participation. So what's another reason why we might ask our partners for help with things? I say that another reason is simply to test them. We don't actually need the help. We can figure it out ourselves. And it doesn't even have to be done right now. But you kind of just want to test to see how they will respond. Will they say yes or no? How will they say it? Will they do it right away? Or will they forget? (laughs) This is similar to collecting evidence for an existing belief. You either want to be proven right or want to be proven wrong. And this might sound harmless in and of itself because most likely you can justify asking for help with this thing. It probably has to be done at some point, like filling the dishwasher. But it's not so much the act of asking for help that is important here. It's why you do it and the emotion you do it from and what happens next. 
If you're constantly spending time in your relationship testing your partner to see if they're going to do things right or not, that's not going to be isolated to these specific asking for help situations. Those thoughts, habits, and emotions will for sure spread into other situations in your relationship as well, and you will be testing them in more situations than one. What I would like to recommend to you is start becoming aware of your habits when it comes to asking for help. Why are you truly asking for help? Do you have a long manual for how they have to help you? Or are you asking for help because you genuinely want their help to do the thing and you're perfectly fine with them doing it their way in their own time? I know for a lot of couples, standards are very different and you have your own ways of doing things. And then when you expect the other partner to do things your way, because your way is the best way, (laughs) you start running into trouble in form of negative emotions. Personally, I'm a big fan of if you want it done right, do it yourself. This is not an end-all, be-all and something you need to use in your own life and relationship 100% of the time, but I like it as a rule of thumb because it brings up your options in a pretty good way. It shows you that you can do it right meaning your way, by the way, (laughs) not objectively right. Um, Or you can ask for help and accept the way your partner does the thing. This will require thought management on your part in order to manage your thoughts and emotions about not getting your way. You can also explore why you want it done and what you're making it mean that your partner won't do it exactly your way. The ways to explore and question your thoughts on these topics are endless, and I really recommend that you dive into this work because it's going to be a recurring theme in a lot of other situations in your relationship as well. You want things done, you want them done your way, but you also want someone else to do the thing, and all of these puzzle pieces rarely fit together perfectly. So when I say, if you want it done right, do it yourself, that forces you to actually take responsibility for your desires in that situation. You get to ask yourself why it's really important that the thing gets done, and you need to face any drama that your brain might have about doing the thing yourself in order to live up to your own standard. Do you simply not want to do the thing? but you choose to hold on to the idea that it needs to be done, well, if you're not willing to do it yourself, why does it have to be done? Or why does it have to be done perfectly or your correct way if it's that important and you really don't want to do it? Another example from my relationship that I kind of like a thought error that I had before was when it came to cooking. I don't really enjoy cooking, and my boyfriend used to cook a lot, Um, but I am kind of, I wouldn't say I'm a picky eater at all, but I like things done my way. I just think my way of cutting things, my way of frying things, my way of boiling things is just better than my boyfriend's way of doing it. But that kind of like shoved me into this dilemma of, 
I hate cooking. I w- that was like a belief that I held on to. I hate cooking. My boyfriend should cook more often, but I also hate the way he cooks, and I would prefer if he cooked my way. <laughs> and that caused so much grumpiness and frustration because I was holding on to all of these conflicting beliefs that was basically me punching myself in the face. And now, these days, after realizing what I was doing, I have honestly started cooking more. I don't love cooking. I haven't changed that belief. I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. But I value my desire for it to be done my way over getting help with the cooking. Like, I could easily do thought work, which I do sometimes when I'm like, I really don't want to cook. When that's my truth and I'm like, I really don't want to cook today, then I can hand that over to my boyfriend and be like, could you please cook today? And he always says yes, of course, or he goes and buys something, like whatever he wants to do. And then I can be okay and just manage my thought drama, brain drama around the way he does things. Because if the truth is I really don't want to do it, then I will for sure allow him to do it his way and just be grateful that I didn't have to do it today. But I can't hold on to all of these beliefs that I hate cooking, I really don't want to cook all the time, and I hate the way my boyfriend cooks. Like, that is just not going to work. And I'm sure you can relate to holding on to conflicting truths in your relationship where you just cannot allow your boyfriend or your partner to do it their way, yet you really want them to do it. You just want them to do it correctly. And that just shows that you have some work to do there that can really set you free and give you some more peace in your day-to-day life. So many of us figure things out just fine when we are single. But all of a sudden, when we're in a relationship, we just cannot do the things we used to do. And this creates all this negative emotion and conflict in the relationship because of it. I know that it can be considered controversial to not expect a lot of help from your partner. And that's not really what I'm saying here. I think you can expect, honestly, whatever you want. But you also have the partner you have. And they don't owe you anything. You have chosen them as they are, not as the person you wish they were. Yes, you get to believe that it's common sense to share chores and split things equally. But if you hold on to that truth, and that truth does not align with the reality of your relationship, and you choose to stay in the relationship, well, you'll experience some discomfort because of it. Discomfort isn't bad, it's just a chosen, uncomfortable feeling. What I noticed when I started doing the things that I value and think are important without complaining about it or without asking for help to do it, when the truth was that I wanted it done my way, exactly when I wanted it done, it was that it took way less energy to do the things. And I actually started noticing all of the things my boyfriend actually does to help around the home. The chores he does, the things that he finds really important that I do not. And everything just started to flow so much better. 
Now, I do my best to only ask for help when I truly want help. And I want help from my boyfriend, as he is, with his way of doing things. And I'm fine with it being done whenever he has time to do it. It requires that I'm okay waiting for it to be done, and for me to manage my thoughts and feelings about it, perhaps not turning out the way I want it to. If I can't accept his way of doing things, I will just do it myself. I can't ask for help and then not be okay with it being done his way. Or, to be honest, that's not completely true. I can totally want help to do something and expect him to do it my way, aka the correct way, but I think most of us listening to this episode right now know how that usually turns out. It doesn't really make a difference that you get mad and try to force your partner to do things your way. It just creates a lot of negative crappy energy, and nobody likes that. And not only has this improved the flow of our home life and I've stopped trying to manipulate my relationship and prove unhelpful points that my brain has made up, it has also helped me value the work that I do way more. I have started giving myself a lot more credit now for the things that I choose to do, the way I do the things how I take care of things, and what I value in my home. I actually give myself credit for all of that, and I enjoy having things done my way. I honestly feel so much more independent when I stop relying on my partner doing things, and then, like clockwork, (laughs) getting upset when he does them wrong. Neither the things I want done nor my emotional life are now dependent on my partner's help. Sure, I can ask for it from a clean place and he always chooses to help me when he can and he does it his way, which honestly is not worse than the way that I do things. It's just different sometimes and to be honest, it's often better the way that I do things as well. Something I did not see when I was busy gathering evidence of how little he helps and how I do everything at home. When you're in control of your emotional life, you're not trying to control and manipulate in your relationship, and you're not testing your partner, you get your independence back. And with independence and emotional maturity, comes more love and connection in the relationship. If you know that you can manage things on your own, you can then from that place and from a place of loving your partner the way they are, create a system that works in your relationship. Actions in and of themselves are not bad or negative or destructive. It's why you do them and what you're thinking when you do them that makes the difference. Creating a chore system or asking for help is completely neutral. The result it creates, though, 
in the relationship will completely depend on the thoughts you're having about the chores, about your partner, and how they help you when you ask. This right here is why I always recommend doing the work, the thought work, on your own brain first before you start communicating, creating lists, making plans with your partner. Because if you use all of those relationship tools that are often suggested on Instagram or in various couples counseling programs from a place of emotional disempowerment and blame and having a manual, it's honestly just going to fuel the fire and make the problem so much worse. You need to do your work first, and then we explore what we can do together with your partner in order to connect more and build the kind of relationship the both of you want to have. So, why are you asking your partner for help with things? Do you really want or need their help? Or are you testing them? to see if you get to gather more evidence for your grumpy beliefs about them or if they check the boxes of the manual that you have for them. That's the question I want you to think about this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, we have an exciting interview coming up. And the week after that, I will be doing a listener Q&A. So if you want to submit a question relationship related, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Katrin Banch. That's where I'll collect all the questions for that Q&A. If you're ready to do your independent work in order to improve your relationship, I'm ready to help. Go to katrinbanch.com to read more about the work that I do with my clients on a weekly basis and how you can apply to work with me one-on-one for the next eight weeks to create the emotional empowerment and independence that you truly desire. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.